In every quarter of the city of Sodom, there were homosexuals. In the Old Testament, they're called Sodomites. These homosexuals came to Lot's house for the expressed purpose of having sex with the two men who were visiting Lot. They did not realize that these two men were angels of God sent to destroy Sodom because of the evil of the city of Sodom. And when they pounded upon the door of Lot and demanded that he send the two men out, Lot said to them, Oh, my brethren, do not so wickedly. But they wouldn't listen to him. They said, We will do worse to you than we do to them. But they didn't realize what they were dealing with were angels of God who were there to destroy the city because of their sins. God had told Abraham, Lot's uncle, that he was going to destroy Sodom. And Abraham interceded for Sodom. It's an interesting account in Genesis 18. Verse 17 of Genesis 18, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward. Sodom, these men being angels who were going to destroy Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord, and Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. 
and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that thou be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all of the city for lack of five? And God said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And Abram spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And Abram said to him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there be thirty found there. And God said, I will not do it if I find thirty righteous there. And Abram said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there be twenty found there. And God said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And Abram said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there who are righteous. And God said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left, communing with Abraham. And Abraham returning unto his place. In Second Peter Chapter 2, Peter speaks about Lot and Sodom. Start at verse 6. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 Paul says Now all these things of the Old Testament happened unto them for example and they are written for our admonition to warn us upon whom the ends of the world are come. There are several warnings in this story about Lot and the city of Sodom and the destruction of Sodom. The evil had reached God's ears, and he was going to check and see if it was really true, this evil that they were doing. He sent two angels who would destroy 
Sodom on his command. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 7 Peter identifies Lot as a righteous man though he was living among the wicked in the city of Sodom. He even chose to live in Sodom because it was well watered, attractive to his eyes. Verse 7 And God delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. If you choose to put yourself among those who do unlawful things according to God's will, then you will be grieved by what they say and what they do if you are a righteous person. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Second Peter chapter 2 So the two angels come into the city of Sodom. Lot is sitting at the gate and he goes to them and offers his own house for them to lodge in the house. Lot knows the wickedness of the city. It is not safe for these two men to stay in the streets all night. Lot does not know they are angels. Angels do not have wings as portrayed in the pictures painted about angels today. They do not have wings. Cherubs have wings, but angels do not have wings. They look just like natural men. In Hebrews 13, verse 2, we read, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. We can see by this scripture, angels look just like other natural men, but they have great powers. In the story of the destruction of Sodom, these homosexual men came from every quarter of the city of Sodom to Lot's house to have sex with the angels. Genesis 19, start at verse 4. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter of the city. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, 
that we may know them, have sex with them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Lot offered his two daughters to them. They didn't want the daughters. They weren't interested in the women. They wanted to have sex with these two men. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow, Lot, came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now we will deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the angels put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. Verse 11. And they, the angels, smote the men of Sodom that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door of Lot's house. Angels have great power. And the men said unto Lot, the angels said unto Lot, Hast thou here any beside son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in this city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. First he's going to remove Lot, who was a righteous man, and objected to the wickedness. And he's going to try to remove Lot's family. But the family mocked him when he went to the sons-in-law. So the angels pulled Lot and his wife and his two unmarried daughters by hand out of the city of Sodom and set them without the city. Now the angels had told them not to look back, but Lot's wife looked back at Sodom, apparently longingly, over what she was having to leave, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. In verse 15, just before the angels destroyed Sodom, they said to Lot, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. You cannot stay around unbelievers. What they do will be opposite to God and you will be consumed in their iniquity. So we should, as a warning, see this from verse 15. For us today, lest thou be consumed 
in the iniquity, you must leave. And when it came to pass, when they had brought them forth, that the angel said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. But Lot didn't want to go to the mountain. He said, let me go to this little city. It's a little city, isn't it? It can't have as much sin as Sodom. He's reasoning with the angels. They agreed to let him stay in the little city. But when the fire and brimstone struck, Lot was so terrified he fled to the mountain, just like they told him to do in the first place. Verse 24, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And God overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. Verse 27, And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Verse 29, And it came to pass, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot, his nephew, out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. Because of Abraham, for the sake of Abraham, God saved Lot from the destruction and destroyed all the wicked of Sodom. Today we enter into a period of time where people are afraid. They're afraid to speak the truth. They keep their mouths shut. They go along with the evil of the world. And integrity is eaten away with every sin to the point that integrity becomes non-existent in the world, in the churches. This is the great apostasy of the end times, where scripture is cast away for what they consider to be profit. For if they speak certain things at church, people will leave them. For example, Matthew 5, 32 the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. If they speak that at church, it will offend many people, and they will leave them. They will lose money. They will lose offerings at their churches, and their size will dwindle. I attended a banquet at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas, where I lived before moving to Colorado. 
they had name card seating, so we had no choice in where we sat. They put me next to a man who was wearing the biggest wooden cross around his neck that I have ever seen. It must have been at least nine inches deep. This man identified himself to everyone at the table as being the former pastor of Indiana Street Baptist Church. And he went on to say, we have such a problem at the church. We just can't resolve it. And everybody looked at him, wanting to know what the problem was. And he said, we have so many people trying to come to church that we just can't seat them. He said, we've added on to the main building several times, and we still can't seat them. There are so many people. When he finished talking, I said, well, if you would speak to the people what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 32, you would have no trouble seating the people because they would get up and leave for the most part. Matthew 5, 32, Jesus said, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. I've never heard that preached at any church that I have attended in the past 45 years. Why? It's an important warning. It's my belief that they know if they spoke that verse, people would leave them, their numbers would dwindle, their offerings would decrease. And to get large numbers of people, they leave out certain verses from the New Testament Bible. Antichrist in the church. This is Antichrist when you do that. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.